Not a Rabbi Podcast, episode number three, Do We Need No Education? And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Not a Rabbi Podcast. It is near the end of September, actually not September, but August right now. It's near the end of August. For many of us, that means that it is back to school time once again always remember uh the wonderful staples commercial that uh happens or that they had out uh, i think it was in the mid 1990s with uh the parent jumping for joy over the kids going back to school getting the school supplies for them and the school the kids i should say really having no interest whatsoever in this and just look with the most dejected looking faces it was probably one of the better television ads that i can remember and that's why this episode today is going to be all about schooling unless you homeschool most people are most parents are uh, happy that it's a uh, it's time to go back to school in here in new york state education has been an extremely hot topic for a couple of years now. Let's let's take it back to when it started, at least not when I think it started, and that is when an organization that is called Yafed comes out criticizing the Jewish private schools uh, known colloquially as the yeshivas and saying that they do not give enough education on general studies specifically subjects such as math and English. That is their complaint, and they were pressuring the New York State Board of Education to do something about this and fix this problem. Now, they were getting a lot of press. They were getting a lot of articles in the New York Times and other publications, and the schools, which are all private schools, the schools went... Uh, uh, on the defense and to counter the bad press and to put their own pressure on the Board of Education, they created their own organization. Their own organization is called PEARLS. It's an acronym for something. I don't know what exactly the acronym is. If you go to the show notes, there are going to be links for both Yafed and PEARLS. Uh, so you could take a look at those 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 two organizations. Very interesting point here with uh, both organizations' websites is that when you go there, the first thing that you will notice is a pop-up, and they want you to call their your New York State senator, uh, meaning that the senator there represents you for New York State, not um, Christian Gillibrand or or Chuck Schumer who are our U.S. state senators, uh, U.S. senators for New York State. Slight distinction, but it makes a very big difference. Or your New York State representative, so that you could be heard about this issue. That went on, that's going on, and last year or so ago, New York State Board of Education actually did suggest new standards for yeshivas and really all private schools and this is something that's important that to note is that it's about all private schools not just specifically about the yeshivas 
but about all private schools. And that would include your Catholic schools, that would include any other type of private school that you may have. And obviously those types of those schools were not very happy with what New York State was doing either because they didn't want New York State to get into the into their business. They like I said, New York State did come out with some of these requirements. These requirements were uh, not looked on very well, and people did not appreciate them. Uh, I don't I shouldn't even say appreciate. That's not the right. That's not the correct word. People did not think that these were uh, requirements that they were they were over they were overly burdensome. Let's put it that way. I think that's the best way to put it. They were overly burdensome, and a lot of people, a lot of schools did not like these, and there was a lot of pushback from that. At that point in time, New York State Board of Education walked back some of those re- requests or some of those suggestions standards that they were going to be making uh and it's pretty much still in a status it's it's still in flux at this point in time and so a lot of schools aren't sure what's going to be going on with regard to the educational standards that are going to be needed that is so this is going to this is really going to be an ongoing story throughout this year probably even throughout multiple years and so we may be uh, revisiting this topic another time if there is some some news about that topic all right so there's a ba- there's a brief background about this jews have always been known for the most i would say you know have always been known jews have always been known as the people of the book and they cherish education this has really been the case from the times of moses when he transformed from a leader to a teacher. Basically, and mainly in the book of Deuteronomy, Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs is an individual whom I greatly respect and uh, think the world of, and he write, he's, he was actually the one that wrote this on his website, and it's called The Teacher as a Hero. There is a link for that in the show notes as well, so you can go ahead and read that. Even if you're not Jewish, he makes it accessible for you. Uh, he is an excellent, excellent writer. He is even a better speaker. Like I said, I am a big fan of his, and I will be, uh, we'll be talking about him and some of his other topics that he writes about later on. And the studying that we've mostly done as Jews has been the study of the Torah, the five books of Moses, the Talmud, and the halachic books and novellas and the commentaries on the Talmud that have come after that. And that's really what we've, as Jews, you know, t- are really cherished, the, lear- the learning and being the people of the book. It's primarily from those books. And that is, that is what it is. Now, the question has always been, and this is really what I want to get into today, is how much of general subjects do or should Jews know? And this is an interesting topic. It's an interesting conversation. I know that uh, I come on probably a lot further on the left on this than some of my friends, some of my family do, you know, and so it's, it's interesting. Just to give you a brief story that happened to me firsthand, I'm a product of the yeshiva system, and I was, we were, as a class, uh, causing some trouble in our English language class. 
So talking about literature, poetry, Shakespeare, all grammar, vocabulary, all those good things. Our principal pulled us over, or took us into, or pulled us into a classroom, and he explained to us that even though learning Torah is important, and it's probably the prime, you know, what you should put as eh, maybe the primacy uh, on that, you still need to know math. For a lot of the Talmudic tractates that there are, there's a lot of math. There is some math involved, uh, which always puts me at a disadvantage, but that's that's a totally different story. But there's also, you need to know English, and you need to know how to speak and write English proficiently and well. The reason for that being that you need to get your ideas across as an individual when you're talking to somebody you can't just sit there in a broken english trying to express yourself you need to know how to express yourself properly primarily and exclusively because you are in america and the last time i checked america is still an english-speaking language and so therefore and this made such an incredible impression upon me where the principal of our school was a very good man and he was a very learned man and this he had to make this point to us so that we should not throw things away and that's really where I come from but it's interesting is that this debate has been with us as Jews through the past 2,000 years if not longer you see these conversations that we have in the Talmud that they you get these types of questions in fact there's a famous I, I mean I don't really like to use the term but there's a there's a question that gets brought up in the Talmud at the in the first tractate of the Talmud uh, called brachot and or brachos and the question is should you just study Torah or should you study Torah and take care and reap and you know have a field because mostly they were an agrarian society at that point in time there was one person who said that they should do both and there was another individual who said they should only do one and that would be learn torah this type of argue this type of dichotomy and tension has been really around since that time if not earlier and you see this you know, you know, you take a look at some of the what goes on in the Talmud. They will bring in words that, or or concepts that are may or may not be from uh, Jewish points of view. Science, specifically, they they always are having they they are having scientific discussions often about what the the sun and and the, you know different things that that go on. Science is included in this. Um, so you see that there has always been a tension and a dichotomy. This really goes through up until our times where we're seeing this and it's never been fully resolved. And quite frankly, I don't know if it'll ever be fully resolved, but this is the issue at hand. And so where I come down on it is I believe much like my principal who, you know, insisted or not insisted, but well, he insisted, who insisted that we take our English subjects seriously. And uh, there are a lot of other rabbis that have, have suggested this, and this is where I stand on it. I mean, I, I definitely believe that this is such an important thing for 
our youth and people who are going to be leaders down the road that they need to know how to communicate their ideas both in written word and in spoken language to get their points across in a proper way and so therefore i am very strong with this i don't know if i necessarily go ahead and agree completely with the Yafid side but i totally don't I, I don't nor do i totally agree with the side of the pearls side of things and it's uh you know, I wish there would be a happy medium that we could be found that everyone would be miserable with, but uh, each side is uh, wants to have it as a zero-sum game, really. It's, it's an interesting question and one that's going to have to be watched. At this time, I did want to mention an interesting book <clears throat> that really talks about this, and it is called Judaism's Encounters with Other Cultures, subtitled Rejection or Integration. Uh, this is a series of scholarly works I would say, um, with sources for history, going through, and some of the title, the, the, some of the topics are rabbinic Judaism and general culture, Judaism and general culture in medieval times, rabbinic openness to general culture, early modern period, and rabbinic openness to gen general culture in the early modern period in Western and Central Europe, uh, which was the same thing that I just gave you before. Very fascinating book, very good. If you like to read history documentation and history lectures and and the like, this is a really good book. I will put it into the show notes as well. Um, there's actually one other at lecture at the end here. Torah and General Culture, Confl Confluence and Conflict. Um, excellent book. I'm holding it right now, as you could probably hear me closing the book, but I would highly, if you're interested, I would highly recommend getting a copy of it and going ahead to read it to get an understanding of what the, what the tension has always been going on through for the last 2,000 years, and we're up to this point. You know, that's pretty much uh, where things stand uh, and, and what I think about things on this issue. I would love to see the kids take the English subjects a lot more seriously. You know, being that I'm an English teacher, I'm sure you, nobody is surprised by that. Uh, I'm actually not an English language teacher anymore. I am going switching straight to history, which is something that excites me, uh, being a, a history nerd. But uh, definitely something that it definitely needs to be done, and I wish... Um, it's it's an interesting it's 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 a huge problem it's an interesting problem because the parents will tell you that they feel that it's very important and the they you know everyone's told that everyone says that it's very important yet when it comes to it the kids just don't seem to care that much or want to do the minimum that's available to them now some of it is could be that it's because they're teenagers and that's what teenagers do but I have it's it's an interesting problem, like I said, and we'll probably have to get, revisit this a little bit more when I have some, uh, you know, get some more coherent thoughts on that. Um, wanted to thank you guys for listening once again. This is episode three. We don't need no education, question mark. And uh, we do now have a email address. So if you want to send me an email with some questions, comments criticisms, topic ideas, whatever it may be, uh, send me an email. You could do that, notarabbipod at gmail.com. Well, I would like to thank the intro and outro music 
uh, would like to thank the individual that made that, John Benedict. And of course, the podcast art is done by Kelly Kirkman. Thank you, Kelly, for doing the podcast art. Please do not forget to give a review to the show as well. We would love to do that. And I will see you again in uh, roughly two weeks. Bye.